from Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. And it's on page 1183 of the Pew Bible. It's entitled, The Supremacy of the Son of God. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Rachel, as she comes to preach. Father, we pray your hands be upon Rachel as she preaches to us now. Uh, may she know your pleasure, your delight in her as she speaks your word to us. And may we be obedient in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you've ever stopped to consider the phrase, all things. Because all things is a lot. I know, I sound like a bit like a simpleton, but I'd never really stopped to consider the phrase before. Creation includes so much more than what we can see. All things includes heavens and the earth. And quite frankly, on a Sunday morning, it's a little too much to be getting our heads around. And of course, we know more about all things on the earth than we ever have before. And people are still exploring and discovering new things. I don't know if any of you saw the videos earlier this week from the US explorer, Victor Vescovo, who went to the deepest place on earth, the Mariana Trench. Helps if I turn it on. There we go. There we go. So here he was able to discover exactly what it's like on the seabed at nearly 11 kilometers below sea level. And these are a couple of the fish he saw who are surviving at temperatures just above freezing. When I think of all things, these fish aren't the first thing that come into my mind. Yet these are included in the all things that are being reconciled to God in Christ. Yet along with the arrow-tooth eels and the grenadier fish, he also spotted this. A plastic bag. Even at 10,928 metres down, human rubbish 
is making an impact. As we heard in our first sermon in this series, we were called to steward the earth. And I think somewhere along the way, we have lost sight as to what that means. We like to bury our heads in the sand and think, if I can't see it, it's not happening. But humans are having an impact on the earth and not in the way that we might hope. Our society likes to be very me, me, me. And we can easily forget that in Christ we are all one body. And if we hurt one part of it, we are hurting the whole. Plastics, cars, the food we eat can impact our brothers and sisters the world over. Last week, Only the Brave watched a video on the impact that climate change is having on islanders in the Pacific Ocean. And shockingly, we found out that the lifestyle of a typical Briton produces six and a half metric tons of CO2 per year. And this compares with one metric ton of CO2 produced per year from the families living on the Pacific Islands. But it's those people who are living on the Pacific Islands who are being affected by all the CO2 that we produce. By the year 2100, if we don't reverse the impact we're having, these Pacific Islands will be no more because they will be flooded. I believe thinking about and acting on what impact we are having on the world is a matter of justice. The choices we make have such a drastic impact on the people who have no say on how it is we are living our lives. They have no say on our choice to drive instead of walk, on our choice to use single-use plastics. So as we think about these things in God's creation this morning, let's remember that all things that we are impacting on, from the seabed to the ozone layer. In this very dense theological passage this morning, there was a lot going on. But I return again and again to verse 16. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, All things have been created through him and for him. Through him and for him. We aren't the only thing created for God. This whole world and not only the earth, the heavens as well, were created for God. And once again I come back to how mind-boggling these all things are. And when we think about these all things, like eco and climate change, it can be easy for our mind to boggle at this, it's so big, and think, ah, it's just too big for me to do something about. I am just a small fish in a big pond. Yet it is possible for us to play our part if we focus it down to one thing at a time. And excitingly, if you are going to be here on the 30th of June, this is what the Only the Brave service is going to be looking at. But back to today's passage. It gives us a grand vision where all of creation is integrated through the one man, Jesus. This one man who was there at the start of creation, 
this one man who was first born among the dead. We often find ourselves talking about Jesus the human, whom we can have a relationship with. Yet in him is also a relationship with all of creation. Throughout this passage, we have the phrases, in him, through him, and for him. In him, all things came into being, and through him, all things will be reconciled. Jesus is there for us humans, of course, but he is also there for all of creation. Not because all of creation has sinned and needs reconciling for the same reasons that we do, but because the balance of peace is not currently right. Our relationship with the creation around us is off balance, and only through taking some responsibility can we begin to put earth back in order. I think, as is often the way, we need to turn to Jesus. For it is in him, as we have heard, that all things hold together. To see creation fully, we must see it in relation to Christ. God's purposes in and for the world were made visible to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And through him, we see that contrary to a lot of the world's view, that it is violent conquest and war that will eventually bring us peace, we see that in fact, it is self-giving love that is the way. And as we strive to be more Christ-like, I think we will discover that self-giving love is also the way to steward creation. There is no denying that violence is part of the order of things now. And even while writing this talk, one of my cats was busy chasing a spider in a way that could have only ended badly for the spider. But despite the fact that we are living in the in-between times, where Jesus has been seen, Jesus has been raised from the dead, yet the fullness of that new creation has not yet arrived. There are still things we can do and are called to do. If Christ is living in us, and in Christ all things are holding together, then it stands to reason that we should be trying to hold creation together too. And where are we going wrong, you might wonder? You might think that with all the protests that have happened recently this, in the news this year, such as Extinction Rebellion and their bright pink boat at Oxford Circus, you might think that humans messing up the planet is a new thing. Yet, even from the days of the Bible, we are littered with stories of humans pursuing their own pleasure at the expense of others. And that is what we are doing when we choose to drive because it is easier for us or when we use electricity without even contemplating the environmental impact it can have. It is us choosing our pleasure that is impacting others. We are in an age where we are making artificial intelligence that is able to do more and more. Yet it can't look after creation for us. That is our God-given task. In striving for a wonder world, we are in fact destroying our natural world. The world isn't going to be saved through robots. There are three participants in the holy order of things. God, humanity, and the rest of creation. 
And we are all linked and all held together through Jesus. Jesus is key to us and the way we look after creation, just as he is important to us and our salvation. Jesus changed the whole order of things. As Paul states in Galatians chapter 3, there is no more distinction between types of people, for we are all one in Christ. Human differences become meaningless in the transforming power of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And by Galatians 6, Paul says, Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. This new creation was inaugurated at Christ's first coming and will be completed at his second coming. A renewed universe is what we have to look forward to. But right now, what Paul suggests is that belonging to Christ means belonging to a recreated humanity. We experience some of the reconciliation spoken spoken about in Colossians 1 verse 20. We are God's people, and so we are called to be agents of that reconciliation in the rest of the world, humanity and creation. To be in Christ should mean a reordering of priorities, away from the self and onto the cross. And if we are focused on the cross, where Christ made peace by his blood, we will find ourselves ushering in signs of this new creation as we look outside of our own needs and pleasures and look to the needs of all creation. We need to be living in a way that sustains rather than depletes the world's resources because we are living by new covenant values ushered in by Jesus Christ. We are not loving others if we are depleting the world's resources so that future generations and less to live on. To love God is to love and value the things that he loves and values. As we have seen, the whole of creation is through him and for him. Through our conversion and living for Christ, we are conformed to the image of Christ, who himself is the image of the invisible God. Through him and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be faithful self-sacrificing stewards of this creation. And as I end this morning, I'm going to leave this picture on the screen and I'm just going to give you time in silence to think and reflect on the wonder of the world that we have been given and what role it is that you might be being asked to play in stewarding that creation to make sure we make the world a better place for each next generation. And after that time of silence, there will be um, a short song and video. So, thank you.